All right, I'd like to welcome you all here to Moran Park uh, Church today. Uh, it's good to see you guys. I want to uh, just remind you again about the rhythm that we're going through. This being the second Sunday of the month, this is going to be a celebration Sunday where we're going to sing and give worship and honor to Jesus today. So this is going to be our focus. Again, the first Sunday is typically a teaching. Second Sunday is today. Third Sunday is a connecting Sunday. Fourth Sunday will be uh, focus on prayer. And then the fifth Sunday is uh, focus on the city church. All right, so before we get started, we'll uh, just like to read a little bit of a, just a, a call to worship. And this comes from Psalm 149, verses 1 through 5. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of his faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with tambourine and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. Do you all understand what that means? I mean, we can go before God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Yeah, please go ahead and sit down. <laughs> and we can come boldly, not because of who we are, but because of who we are in him. That's not what I, that's, I've got a lot more to say, but I just had to lay that out there. Man, it's like, to get a good understanding of what that means, it's more than words. Good morning. Ah, oh, man. So, I'm going to read some scripture, and I'm going to talk a little bit, Then I'm going to read some more scripture. So, just put your ears on and hear what God has to say to you this morning. It's out of Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Throughout our history, God has spoken to our ancestors by his prophets in many different ways. The revelation he gave them was only a fragment at a time, building one truth upon another. But to us, living in these last days, God now speaks to us openly in the language of a son the appointed heir of everything. For through him, God created the panorama of all things and all time. The sun, this is uh, verse 3, the sun is dazzling radiance of God's splendor, the exact expression of God's true nature, his mirror image. He is the Almighty holds the universe together and expands it, moves it along with mighty power of his spoken word. He accomplished for us the complete cleansing, amen, <laughs> of sins, and then took his seat on the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic one. This morning before I came and even knew I was going to be sharing this, God was speaking to me. And uh, I'm going to share a little bit about what he was saying to me. 
He was talking about being consumed and also fervency. To be consumed by his presence, by just being in total awe of who he is. Let the almighty God consume you to the point of where you don't even exist anymore. Because it's about him. Fervency is a lifestyle. We live in fervency. We are on fire for him. This is what he desires from us, okay? Some of us are, some of us are working on it, but the process needs to be taking place. He is worthy of it. He is worthy of there being less of me and more of him daily. It's not something we just talk about. It's something that we walk in and we live into this. I'm going to read Luke chapter 14, my little Bible here. Hang on just one minute, please. Okay, Luke 14, starting in verse 25 through verse 26. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Those are some heavy words. Take them in. It, the, the fact of we, gotta love, we love each other, we love our family, but the love that we have, that passionate love we have for them, should pale, should look like nothing compared to the very love that we walk in daily for our Lord. Think about that. That is what life is about. As a Christian, it's being consumed by him, being on fire for him. Nothing in this world will give you eternal life. And this is a Sunday of celebration. So we're celebrating the fact that it's not us, it's what God has done for us. And it's our reasonable service to just give them our all. And so the scripture that I have is Hebrews. Um, <laughs> I put them here this time so I would remember them. <laughs> there we go. Hebrews 1, 8 through 14. But about his son, he called him God. So this is what God is saying about Jesus. For about his son, he called him God, saying, Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever, and you will rule your kingdom with justice and righteousness. As we're reading this, think about it, because we're praising and celebrating Jesus. Think about what this says about your God and my God, Jesus our Lord. Nine, for you have cherished righteousness and detested lawlessness. 
For this reason, God, your God, has anointed you and poured out the oil of bliss on you more than on any of your friends. And he called him Lord, saying, Lord, you formed the earth in the beginning with your own hands and crafted the cosmos. They will both, they will both one day disappear, but you will remain forever. They will all fade like a worn out garment and they will be changed like clothes and you will fold them up and put them away. But you are, I am. You never change years without end. And God has never said this to any of his angels. Take your seat next to me at my right hand until I force your whispering enemies to be a rug under your feet. What role then do the angels have? The angels are spirit messengers sent by God to serve those who are going to be saved. So as you're thinking about that, think about what this says about our Lord, right? Think about what this scripture says about our Lord. And I wanna open it up for you to come up front, <laughs> or I can come to you, and tell me, what's your testimony? What's something that shows the Lord Jesus in your life? What's something that shows that God is good and he remains forever, that he's unchanging? What do you have that you can share with the rest of us to spur us up in love and good works? So, who goes first? Then everyone speak at once. Thank you. Uh, our house church meets on Sunday afternoons. Last Sunday we were gathering in the park where we've been all summer and going into it in prayer, we were praying, what do you want us to focus on? And he spoke the word unity. So naturally we go to John 17, it talks about unity with God and how that propels us to unity with each other. So we're in there, we're studying, we're bringing out points. Somebody makes the point, wow, that's really special that our unity with God and unity with other people actually is in itself evangelism because it says that, that we're going to be one so that the world may know that I have sent you. And so the so that the world may know is kind of that evangelism piece. We, we, we go out evangelizing so that the world may know. And really, Jesus says, if you guys are just so unified, people are going to look in from the outside and they're going to tell that I sent Jesus. They're going to tell that all the things you're going to go out doing evangelism to do, you can do as you're being uni unified. Anyway, we're, we're dissecting this passage, and somewhat, we're at the park, and two little boys came up and started playing Play-Doh with two of our boys. And the dad kind of checked in with them to make sure they were okay, and then we were okay, and then he went and sat on his phone for 45 minutes. The kids play Play-Doh for the whole time. Um, we break off to do some individual prayer time, like one with one, one guy with another guy, girl with a girl, and we're just like, checking in with each other. Uh, afterwards, the guy's still hanging around. His kids are still playing Play-Doh. So one of our group goes up to him and starts talking to him and says, D what do you know about God? What do you know about the Bible? What do you know about Jesus? Something like that. And the conversation goes, and for 45, 45 minutes later, after he had said, wow, you guys are pretty cool. You guys are letting my kids join your group. You guys, I like that. And 45 minutes later, he says, yeah, I'm outside the kingdom right now, but I want to be inside the kingdom. My sin is separated me from Jesus, but I want to be in the kingdom. And so we were just practicing unity 
talking about unity, reading, and the word that the Lord had spoken to us. And someone looks on and sees that, and his kids jump in on it. And then a conversation later realized, yeah, I'm on the outside of the kingdom, but I want to submit to the king. And so now we have a brother just because we were practicing and living out what it meant to be unity and doing that. And somebody looked on and saw that, and then we, we got to share with them. And so the encouragement is sometimes you, you just be what you're supposed to be. Be the group that you're called to be. Yes, there's time to set aside time for evangelism and actually focus on that. We're all supposed to be sharing the good news, um, and that's good too. But sometimes just being the unified group as the church is really what it was supposed to be. Yay! Yay! Now, our God is great, and our God is good. Come on, somebody, and I can come to you if you don't want to come up here. Yay! Hey. I'm just giving myself to the Lord, so I really don't know much, but I just want to say that Marshall over here, he has put her in my life for a reason. She has a voice out this world. She wouldn't come up here. So, Michelle, would you come up here, please, and thank you. She said, she said I wouldn't do it, but the Lord said I would. Won't he do it, girl? So I got praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I, I didn't, I, I, I said don't do it, and she did it anyway. So she said, she wants me to sing her a song, so I'm going I'm to try to do the best I can with what I got. inspired her like dramatically like dramatically and she has a set of lungs on her that God has just blessed her with and she's going to bless us for one second alright as I come into your presence past the gates of praise into your sanctuary where we're standing face to face i look upon your continents i see the beauty of your grace i can only bow down and say you are Awesome in this place, our God. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are worthy of all praise. To you our lives we raise. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. And one more thing I want to say about the, these two. So I forgot names, you know, your names, but the one in the white um, dress. She was telling me last week, as a matter of fact, that she, she was really out of it and sad. And she'd walk by this door and she was singing in, 
in her room, not even realizing, and she ministered to her so much that she came in and she was like, I'm with God, you're, you're with me, you know? So I'm telling you, our gifts, you might think they're nothing, because you look at yourself and you think, eh, but other people are so blessed by you. I thought she was getting up to give one. I was like, yes, come on. 